The SGPN Fantasy Football Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Bet $100 at WinBet and get a $100 free bet. Head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash bet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. How are we doing, everybody? Joining us today is Manny. I'm super happy to have him on this morning for an SGPN Underdog Podcast. How are we doing this morning, my man? I'm doing good, bro. Appreciate the invite, man. I'm pumped. I'm excited. It's it's uh, Friday morning, and I got my orange Powerade. Woo! I'm hyped up. Let's go, man. I I went to McDonald's this morning, got myself a cup of coffee, McGriddle with a round egg. That's a nice. pro move right there. So <laughs> there that's how go. I'm starting off my morning. I was bartending a little late last night, so I needed a little ah. fuel. So just don't, jumping into some of the just the initial news here. Uh, man, that was that was a rough game last night. Uh, you know, Ooh. it's just it's just tough. It's just uh, you know what? It's just tough with Tua. You know what I mean? It's it's hard to even think about anything else. Um, do you have any first impressions on the Dolphins side? You know, like I, I know we have no idea how long Tua is going to be out yet. So it's, right. it's even hard to project that. We don't know if he'll be back next week or if he's going to be out a month. It's right. really hard to tell at this point. So, um, you know, prayers to him. Hopefully he's doing well. And uh, but, yeah, just some of your initial feelings. Do you know if he's going to be out a couple of weeks? How, where do you think that puts the Dolphins players to that? So before the game, I was excited for the game, even though we know that Tua really got a concussion last week and they brought him back way too early. And then, he, you know, the whole injury thing. And the funny thing was not funny, but the crazy thing was I wasn't watching the game. I was busy at the time, but I'm following Twitter and everybody's saying, oh, my gosh, praise for Tua, praise for Tua. And I'm getting scared. I'm like, what is going on? Everybody's doing prayer, you know, emojis and, and, and all of this. So I go back and I see the play and I'm like, oh, my God, I'm like, this is bad. This is bad. You know, his 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 fingers, he's just not, you know, not moving. When the whole team comes to the middle of the field or to attend to that player, it's not good. So it's not gonna be like a week or two type of thing. At least four weeks from what it it, it looks like, you know. But they said that, that you know they're gonna run like a little uh they're gonna run a um a um what what do you call that thing? MRI. They're gonna do that, right? But then they're saying like nothing was broken, everything came back negative, which is good. You know, his family was there. But I think it's going to be several weeks. It's going to be several weeks. And it's sad because I'm a big Tua fan. I'm a big Tua believer. I was really enjoying his play this year, and I was so excited for the game. And, oh, devastating, man. It's a huge bummer. Yeah. It's a huge bummer. I found out in a similar way you did. I, I can't remember exactly what it was, but, it, I you know, I couldn't have the game on behind me because Amazon, mm-hmm. so I, I have it like I'm just pulling it up when I can. Right. And uh, Amazon, of course, thanks, Jeff Bezos. I can't put the game on at the bar, at my French restaurant anymore because it's on Amazon Prime. So, right. but uh, but yeah, that's exactly what I was just seeing. Like, I just saw some references to Tua and I was just like, yep. wait a minute. I was like, no, yeah. actually, no, I remember yeah. what it was. I looked up this. I was looking up the scores. I was kept refreshing and Teddy Bridgewater uh, yeah. was throwing passes. I was like, wait a minute. This, oh, isn't, this isn't good. And uh, so uh, that's that's super, super unfortunate. Um, yeah, I looked at the play, too. It didn't look good. And, you know, yeah. no matter what happened last week, like now, now it's it doesn't look good. You know what I mean? Like, it doesn't you know, look good. So, it's, regardless it's of what happened. So yeah. there, I, I imagine that they're really going to uh, cross their T's and dot their I's this time. I think yeah. you will probably. I'd be surprised if you saw him this week. Yeah. Um, it's like I have no time. words. I can't even get my words out. That's how bad it is. Like. Just replaying that in my mind and what his fingers were doing. And I mean, it was bad. It was bad. It was scary. It was scary. It, it reminded me of the the Donald Parham play last season. Oh, I don't know if man. you saw that, but I yeah, it. it was exactly like that. Um, I saw so, it. Yeah. And Parham, so, did he even come back? 
Did he? Uh, far, uh, he's back for he's back with the Chargers. I, I he's I'm like, saying like that like, year. That year, no, when no, he got it was at the it was at the very end. I think. Oh, okay, no, okay, he didn't okay, come okay. back. Yeah, it was like one of the. Yeah. It was like the last first or like second to last week or last week. Oh, okay, okay, makes sense, stuff. makes sense. Okay. So yeah, it's kind of tough to you know. I think with Teddy Bridgewater, I do. I think Tyra Kill is going to be fine. He's not going to have that ceiling he's had the first couple mm-hmm. weeks, but yep. I think that kind of puts Jalen Waddle in a tough spot. Um, I don't know if he's going to you know. I don't know if he'll be. He's definitely not going to be anywhere near where he's been the first few weeks here. So I think you can kind of put him as a more of a low end wide receiver too until Tua comes back. Yep. Um, which is kind of, which is kind of, you know, kind of a boomer bust low and wide receiver too. Mm-hmm. I'm on the, on the uh, Bengals side, you know, um, once again, it was kind of, you expected them to do, you know, it's just not quite clicking like it, it used to. Um, <laughs> right. what, what are your impressions of the Bengals offense right now? Bengals offense looks terrible. It's like, you don't know, there's no consistency. Is it going to be Tyler Boyd? It's been Tyler Boyd two weeks in a row. Jamar Chase, where are you? I can't find you. You are in a milk carton right now. I, I'm looking for you. I can't find you. Then you have T Higgins who has the big game. Right. And Hayden Hurst, tight end premium. Appreciate you, Hayden. He comes in, gets me a touchdown. So that offense is real funny. And Joe Burrow is not that QB one. He's not going to be a QB one this year. The way that it's going, you might look at him as a low end QB one, mid QB two, just because of the rushing upside isn't there. So that offense is scary to me. It scares me, especially with Jamar Chase not getting the love that he was getting last year. Um, I don't know, man. <laughs> like that Bengals offense looks it looks crazy right now, and there's, there's just no consistency out of it. Yeah, you know, like t- you know, t- Higgins, you know, that he I think you can you can keep moving him up. It seems to be more yep. pretty even yep. between him and Chase, you know. Yep. And I think I <laughs> yep. think Chase is Chase is gonna have his better weeks. If I was drafting, of course, I would still take Chase first, but right man, it, it's it's closer than I think a lot of us would anticipate it. Higgins is very good. Um, you know, and Ch- if Chase is going to draw that strong coverage, it's very easy to hit Higgins, who's who would be the wide receiver one for 26 right. or 2017. Absolutely. So and then um, and then Mixon, man, it's just he, he saved himself with a little bit with a touchdown yesterday. <laughs> but, man, he just has so much. I keep saying to buy him low because, man, it's just so much opportunity. He's yep. got four passes again yesterday. You know, mm-hmm. uh, it, there's no one getting as much volume as him in the NFL. So. I, uh, I, it's just, you know, he, it was a touchdown yesterday, so it was a good performance. I think it was right. 17 PPR fantasy mm-hmm. points, but still, you know, it's, you know, I feel like, yeah, just this offense <laughs> is just waiting to get there. It's waiting yep. to get there. It's waiting yep. to get there. So we'll see what happens. I still, I'm still buying the Bengals offense. I can't help it. They're, they're, they're fantastic. Uh, it's just, it's just so tantalizing all that talent. Yeah. Uh, right. Hayden, right. <laughs> Hayden Hurst caught a touchdown too. So yep. I'll take that. Yep. Um, so Jumping into some of the biggest storylines, you know, just going on in fantasy football right now, mm-hmm. man, the one I can't get out of my mind is the, just the the running back landscape. It's just so ugly right now. And it's just, hey. it's an unheard of kind of start for it. What are, what are your impressions right now? Perfect segue. When you was talking about mixing, I said, let's go ahead and segue into, but I'm not the host. So, <laughs> so it's the perfect segue to the running it. backs because in some leagues, I went hero running back and I'm hurting right now. Dalvin Cook, where are you? Austin Eckler, thank God it's PPR, because if it's not PPR, you're struggling with Austin Eckler right now. Uh, uh, Derrick Henry, what is going on? You finally have a good game that that was PPR friendly, but that's not the norm. You know what I'm saying? So it's like all these running backs, Christian McCaffrey, that's so great. He's not even a a top-tier running back, but a guy like James Robinson is. James Robinson, the guy that I got from waivers for free, he went undrafted in a five-bench league. So it's kind of like... What is going on? I draft Eckler because he's safe, right? But then he's not giving you that 
RB1-esque type thing. Jonathan Taylor, same thing. So all these great running backs, Najee Harris, all these different guys. Like, I can't even tell you, honestly, who is the running backs one through five right now. I know that James Robinson is up there somewhere, but it's just bananas right now. You know, you have a guy like Antonio Gibson, like we were talking about earlier, wasn't supposed to really be much of anything. The whole fantasy community, Twitter world, commander's world, all said, hey, forget this guy. And then he's been a top 12, top top 13 type guy. It's really, really weird. And for those who went zero RB, they're the ones that are winning right now. When you go, you know, Diggs and Devontae Adams on a, you know, a 12, 13 swing or turn around or whatever, the running backs are not looking pretty hot right now. What are your thoughts? You know, uh, you know, I'm going to give just a little bit. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to make them feel better. Those guys who draft those early running backs. So you did go, if you went zero running back, yes, you feel great about those, those wide receivers that you have, mm-hmm. you're getting a great floor every week, but I'll tell you a lot of those, the, the, the victory lap guys that they were going for the, <laughs> or not the victory lap, but you know, just yeah. the guys that they were hot on before the season. Chase Edmonds, you know, or just, yep. you know, there's, there's, those guys aren't succeeding either at all. You know, Vermont, Ramondre Stevenson, he did well last week, mm-hmm. but you know, still up and down, up you know, and down. Kareem Hunt, great first week. Ah. <laughs> uh, it's, so, I mean, I see, I see where, where they got their great wide receivers. Mm-hmm. I think that, but like, I at least have hope that Eckler and Cook mm-hmm. and so, some of these guys are going to bounce back and have some better weeks because it's almost just, in, it's, it's almost we're in a statistical anomaly here. What's mm-hmm. happening right now? So mm-hmm. a little bit, their scoring's down a little bit. People aren't being uh, touchdowns are down. So if that stuff rectifies, I think we will see a little bit of improvement. But man, some of those, yeah, some of the guys that you drafted, if you went zero running back, right. you know, they're they're, ha- yeah. they're not doing that well either. So it's just interesting. And there's hardly there's not many success stories. Um, mm-hmm. I've been saying that Nick Chubb is my guy for the rest of the season. That's I mean, my who, guy. Oh man, that's my guy. I, in so many leagues, I went Eckler Chubb, and I'm feeling so great about life going Eckler Chubb. Like Chubb was just there. In the third round, and a lot of super flex leagues, he was there in the fourth round. Like, you know, it was bananas how much Chubb fell because of quarterbacks getting pushed up and things of that nature. But what I want to ask you this is, in a league that I did, I drafted Eckler, obviously pick number three. Should have went Cooper Cup, but I went Eckler pick number three. I feel that Eckler is going to get 100 catches this season. I felt that last year, fell short. I still feel that. I still feel strongly about that this year, especially with Keenan Allen out. Now, I took Eckler, then I didn't grab another running back until the fourth and fifth round. And that was Brees Hall in the fourth. It's the redraft league. And then I think in the sixth round, I took Antonio Gibson. I feel really good about my running back room. And then also getting James Robinson for free at the, you know, like on waivers. Like he was just a free agent, you know, so... That's great. I love that. I, I was I I was on James Robinson at, uh, early in the summer. I took a bunch of them, and then I let everyone scare me off. I I, yep. I got pressured. I got bullied. You know, I, I posted I posted in June to take James Robinson because people are coming back from injury sooner uh, sooner yep. than ever. And yep. then I just got jumped on by fantasy football doctors telling me that it's impossible and it's yep. not going to happen. And I was yep. just like, oh, okay, fine. You know, maybe I'm wrong. Yep. But I should have had the courage of my conviction and Man. kept taking them all summer. Man, I took him everywhere, and the funny thing is I play in a six-keeper league, and I took James Robinson like in the fourth or fifth round. I mean, he was dropping. And the guy says, oh, man, he's grabbing all these guys that have no knees. You know, oh, they're just one injury away. So now I'm 3-0 in that league. I have Eckler, 
and I have James Robinson. I took AJ Dillon in the first round because in, in the in a keeper league, you know, there's not a lot of talent left. So I'm just grabbing any running back that's available. And now I piece it with a beast wide receivers and Amara St. Brown and, and Devontae Adams and this guy and Kelsey and Josh Allen being my quarterback. And I've won that league two years in a row. We're talking about three years in a row now. And it was just thanks to grabbing James Robinson saying, hey, he is available. The value was there. He's dropping. Why not scoop him? And then now I'm looking like a genius. And it was not even part of my plans whatsoever. So it's a weird year so far, especially for running backs. But, yeah, I'm with you. I think that things are going to bounce back for guys like Kamara and CMC and Dalvin Cook as the season wears on. We're really going to see these guys start to really come out and start to play some 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 serious football. Yeah, that's what I'm hoping too. I just I just can't believe where you know it's just it's an unbelievable start for the wide receiver elite wide receivers, and it's an unbelievably poor start for the running backs. I mean, it's it's hard to find many success stories in the first round. DeAndre Swift is now hurt, mm-hmm. so you know. Um, and yeah, you look at the, Nick Chubb was going to third round. So Quan Barkley is the guy that I mean. Are we just going to rank him, 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 and Nick Chubb? Those are that's might be the RB one, RB two the rest of the season. Man, I was out on Saquon Barkley everywhere, and I feel bad because he's hurt me the last three years. Mm-hmm. And Absolutely. I've had tons of Christian McCaffrey. When I say tons, I'm talking about forty percent of CMC in Dynasty. I sold them off in the off season for great hauls, and if I didn't get the the full maximum value, I kept them. So those two guys have hurt me. And there was leagues where I had both of them, literally. And I'm like, nah, I can't do this. You know, then I don't have the handcuffs. Is it Foreman? Is it Brita? Is it, you know, what do I do? Are those handcuffs going to be anything? Ah, nah, let me just go ahead and load up on other people's handcuffs. You know, because you just, you, you don't know. Let me get a Jamal Williams because I need running back help. And I've lost championships because no running backs. You know, it, you know, Henry gets hurt. Like So I'm like, it kind of puts you in that mindset of zero running back. Even though you don't want to fully zero running back but you gotta like you know you you can't it puts you in a mindset like okay let me grab one running back early let me grab one middle let me grab one later and let me grab one late like i before i used to go rb 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 four picks in a row three picks in a row and then let's say that all three guys are the guys that get hurt or not performing then you start taking l's then you start selling these same running backs for wide receivers that you could have drafted so it's kind of like rbs are scaring me right now but they're definitely gonna. <laughs> they're definitely gonna pick up steam. Well, yeah, you know what? I luckily I was pre, You know, I'm I'm a hypocrite. I was I was all the off season. I was saying, you know, I'm done with Barkley. You know what I mean? What the Giants' offense sucks. Yeah, but then and then June and June and July, all it took was those muscle photos again. And I was just like, and I posted an apology. I was like, I'm sorry, Saquon. Right. I always like I do need you. I, 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 so I, I remember I was just like I, I fell for him all over again. Just like yep. those those shirtless, just jump, yep. just yep. muscles coming out of muscle priest home style photos. Yep. Yep. Shout out to my guy. Uh, but, you know, uh, but man, it's just that. So that's how I got a ton of him at best ball for that reason. I have a you know I picked him up a lot in the third round when he was going in that room. So I'm happy about that. Before we jump into the next part, though, I'm just gonna do a little quick little pay some bills really quick. Thinking of joining WinBet? Now is the perfect time. New customers who bet $100 get a $100 free bet. Plus, the WinBet Casino is always open 24 hours a day where you can get a 100% deposit up to $1,000. WinBet is live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. 
There's no, there's so much to choose from. All you have to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet so they know we sent you. That's sportsgamblingpodcast slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Offer subject to teams, terms, and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where playthrough winbet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Promoguide.us is the best place to go if you're interested in plus EV betting strategies. If you're not already mathematical, if you're not already using mathematical models to help you with your picks, you are missing out in, on an insanely valuable tool. And the best part of it is, is that Promo Guy is run by a small team of passionate sports fans dedicated to building a well-informed betting community. Go to PromoGuy.us and and and, and check out their 100% track and transparent and proven method for betting smarter. So make sure you check out PromoGuy.us. Man, that is tough. That my computer won't pull up Slack, and I am trying to read. My my eyes aren't very good, and I'm trying to read off that my right. small phone over there, trying to make it look like I'm looking forward. Whew. This is going to be. We'll have hey, some fun. This episode. It's going to be good. Whew. All right, it's testing my my limited eyesight that I've I've ruined over the last couple of years looking at my phone too much. So yeah, but uh, jumping into the next, uh, you know, there's a there's another uh, pretty desolate area right now, and man, tight ends again. Here we are. I remember people thought before the season, hey, it's not going to be so bad this year. I, I like these guys. Well, we that's what we say every year. Yep. Here we yep. are again. <laughs> man, oh, this is the running back landscape looks like the tight end landscape like it does every year. Man, is there is there anything outside of is there any hope outside of Mark Andrews and Travis Kelsey this year? There's not. There's not. I talked about this on my show. Uh, actually, two shows, the last two shows I've been talking about about this tight end group. And I'm like, everybody who faded tight ends. You're looking okay because for me, I was a Dalton Schultz believer. I'm thinking, okay, you have CeeDee Lamb. Dak Prescott is going to pepper targets to Schultz. He's going to be the number two targeted guy in the offense. And I'm drafting this guy maybe around too early just to secure that I get him, especially if I miss out on the Travis Kelsey's of the world. And I was out on Kittle just because of it, that, you know, that like the injury thing with Kittle. He doesn't score enough touchdowns, but he's going to give you four games every exactly. year. Exactly. Those four games are going to either put you in the playoffs or put you in <laughs> position to be in the playoffs. I was talking to my brother-in-law, and I told him, man, you got Kittle. You bought him low. Good stuff. He gives you those four games, and he busted out laughing. He literally gives you four games, and then he's done. So it's kind of like it's a plug-and-play. Playing tight ends this year is as worse as playing defenses. Is <laughs> as worse as playing kickers. Trying to figure out who to stream is nuts. One week, Logan Thomas looks great. You're like, oh, yeah. wow. I was on Logan Thomas. I liked him. You see what I'm saying? Another week, Hayden Hurst. We was all excited for that hype going into that offense. You know, you're, you're, you're going to get some love. And then there's been guys like Gerald Everett. Like, what's going on? And then it'll flip-flop. Tyler Conklin is the number three or number four tight end in football right now. Tyler Conklin, who plays for the Jets. He plays for the Jets. And he's the number three or four tight end in fantasy football right now. It's crazy. That's outside of tight end premium, just 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 regular PPR. So it, it's it's just crazy to me. If it's not Kelsey, if it's not uh, uh, Andrews, you're in trouble. And that's why I go a uh, Kelsey or Andrews in the first or second round, just to kind of just get that position solidified and just get it over with. People might say, "Oh, you're overpaying drafting Kelsey at eleven or 12. But hey, if you have a Kelsey in your lineup, getting you seventeen to twenty points on most weeks. You feel good about your team. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And instead of like you're playing Russian roulette with, oh, do I go 
Like, I think this week I'm starting Conklin, but then it might be Logan Thomas, right? I dropped Logan Thomas. Then it might be, oh, Schultz might be able to play. You know, it's just too much going on in the tight end world right now that just find somebody, plug them in, and just pray. Yeah. You're, I mean, it's more touchdown dependent than ever. You're just hoping a guy t- catches a touchdown pass. Yeah. That's all they're going to do. That, that's uh, it. It's tough. I, you know, I like, Ty, you know, Tyler Higby is getting targets. You know, he's one guy that I like a little bit down there that I've picked up in drafts. Um, so, you know, he, 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 I would feel comfortable starting, you know, there, there's a couple guys that I mean, you just feel comfortable starting because there's nobody else, but man, it's rough. Uh, I mean, I, I'm putting Travis and so all my cash lineups in DFS, um, I'm putting in Mark Andrews, Travis Kelsey yep. next year. Travis Kelsey's a little bit older. I might have a little yep. hard time drafting him, but man, I'm going to have a hard time in my redraft leagues, not just taking Mark Andrews in the first round next year. Exactly. I mean, he's so him and Lamar have such a connection that I've never seen before. It's like, you know, that Mark Andrews is getting the ball and you still can't stop it. You know, he, he, he reminds me of Kelsey when Kelsey was younger and you just knew Kelsey was going to walk out of this game with, with 17 to 20 points. Like you can just pencil that into your lineup. You just know that that's safe, you know, and that's what Mark Andrews is doing right now. It's, it's, it's kind of scary. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's yeah, and Lamar Jackson, of course, has been fantastic too. We, I just did a best ball uh, resurrection draft. You know, it's a, it's a best ball draft that's starting in week six, actually underdog does fun stuff like that. And uh, so it's starting up in a couple of weeks and I took Lamar Jackson in the first round. It's, it's a shallow kind of lineups. It's half PPR. There's Love two it. wide receivers. There's, there's uh, two running backs and a flex. And I just think Lamar, like, Lamar Jackson, Jalen Hurts, and Josh Allen are cheat codes this season. Yep, yep. Like and, and let me give you my Lamar Jackson prediction. I want to brag on myself a little bit. I, I've been Let's talking to Lamar Jackson. I've been telling everybody, grab Lamar Jackson. And I grabbed him mid to late in every single startup that I did. So I have at least 15 shares of Lamar Jackson. So I'm feeling good about life right now. So my predictions coming into the season, Lamar Jackson passes for 3,500 yards. That's one. Low. That's low now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Number two, Lamar Jackson passes for 25 touchdowns. That's low now. <laughs> <laughs> Lamar Jackson rushes for 1,100 yards. Now that's still bold. That's a bold Lamar, one. Lamar Jackson rushes for 10 touchdowns. Those are my predictions. But so far, so good. So he's, far, he's so at, good. He might, he's exceeding your expectations so far. <laughs> Man, he, he, and, and, and I said this. I said, if Mar, if Lamar Jackson does everything that I said that he would do, he's going to be QB1 this year. So far, so good. <laughs> Absolutely. He's fantastic. Um, he's fantastic. You know, he's really – and he's really developed, you know, Jalen Hurts and Lamar. I did, I have questioned their, you know, their build, you know, just, you know, just to run a traditional, I just wondered if, if they kind of had to be run or do a run heavy offense that wasn't yep. in today's kind of exactly. times, really. So I did question that a little bit. And, you know, they're putting it to rest so far. They've they really, too. they, <laughs> me too. I mean, they, they, they're really showing their chops as passers. They've really shown improvement. Um, they're, yep. they're, you know, they, they're, they're top line passers Cheat who goes, also man. have high Cheat rush code. ability. So, Cheat codes, I mean, <laughs> I think you might find with, with the volatility now running back and tight end, you know, wide receivers are great, but um, I think you might go back to early quarterback a little bit. I know, you know, how it's been, how it's quarterbacks tough. are like in one quarterback, it was like fade the quarterback, fade yep. the quarterback. But yep. that was because a lot of the time we didn't have Lamar Jackson and Jalen Hurts for a long time. So That's everybody it. was kind of, you know, all the, all these pro style quarterbacks yep. were kind of jumbled together. Mm-hmm. So now when you have these guys, you know, the, Lamar Jackson, Jalen Hurts, and Josh Allen are, are real difference makers. Patrick yeah. Mahomes and Jalen and Justin Herbert are so talented that they they can be up there too. But yep. While while these guys are at the top of their abilities, rushing the ball like this, 
I mean, it's hard to take anybody over them in fantasy. You know what this reminds me of? In the leagues that were one quarterback leagues back in the day, when Peyton Manning was going first round, you knew that Peyton Manning was getting 40 touchdowns or a very a high touchdown number to where Peyton Manning led all quarterbacks in touchdowns. Like, he was just that good. And I saw a lot of one-quarterback leagues where Peyton Manning was going in the first round. This sounds crazy, but it was like it's, – it's kind of like getting Travis Kelsey in that first round. It's like when you get that Peyton Manning and you put him in there, you know what you're going to get. You know you know he's going to lead the league in touchdowns. And so – I. And then once that kind of faded out, it was like, oh, there's more quarterbacks coming up. It started to be a rise of quarterbacks. Now it's like, okay, you can get quarterbacks later. But now to get these special quarterbacks, like you said, like the Lamar Jacksons and the Josh Allens, they're definitely worth being drafted in the first three rounds. And I look, I don't even mind. I don't even mind taking one in the first round. If, if, if you say, hey, this is going to be the guy, if you can pinpoint and say, this guy's going to be QB1 overall, and you get that guy in the first round, I have I have zero problems with it whatsoever. Yeah, it's it's it really I have I drafted so much Lamar Jackson and Jalen Hurts in my best ball leagues and redraft leagues. So I'm feeling great right now. Yeah. I think we're gonna win some money this year. But yes, sir. Yes, sir. let's go to before we jump into some just just some underdog stuff, real quick. Um, I just want to jump into a quarterback who's not doing so great. I just want to talk about the Denver offense really quick, man. <laughs> Um, and it's so tough because I, I, you know, I was on, I was on kind of everybody. I thought it was going to be, I, th- I was really a big Javante Williams guy uh, and he's getting the work that I like. It's just, man, he's the RB 18 on the year in a terrible offense. You know what I mean? Yep. So I yep. feel like, you know, he would be a top 10 back if this offense was doing anything like That's what sad. we thought it was going to do. Jerry yeah. Judy, Jerry Judy's, you know, outside of that touchdown the first week, kind of not doing so much, but once again, Russell Wilson is, is terrible right now. So it's, it's tough. It could be it have to do with the play calling. I'm not sure what's going on. Do you have any do you ha- is there any cure for the Denver offense? Do you see it getting better? Man, it's going to get better, but you have to tailor the offense to fit Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson is a great quarterback. No knock on Russell Wilson, but it makes you think, is Russell Wilson a system quarterback? You can realistically think, is he a system quarterback? Because if he's a quarterback quarterback, you should be able to adapt to any system. You're you they brought you in to be the guy. It's supposed to come easy to you because you are Russell Wilson, right? It's like Mahomes going somewhere. You say Mahomes is a generational talent. He's special. He's an elite quarterback. Well, an elite quarterback should be able to play in any system. But I still think they need to tailor this offense to fit to what Russell Wilson was able to do in Seattle for many years. Not only that, Jerry Judy is not a Russell Wilson type wide receiver. Tim Patrick, yes. Cortland Sutton, yes. Russell Wilson has never really had a slot wide receiver. Can you think of one? I don't really th- – I can't think of a wide receiver that played slot that got plenty targets. That's not Russell Wilson. No, yeah, not a tight end, not a big slot guy. Exactly. So he throws that moon ball that goes to the sky and drops in the, in the bread bucket. And that's why Cortland Sutton is going to be a really good wide receiver this year. Once he starts to score touchdowns. Yeah, touchdowns, exactly. When he starts to get the touchdowns, because he's up there in yards. He's top five in yards. He's there in targets. He's there in receptions. So that's why I say Tim Patrick. Had Tim Patrick been healthy, oh, man, you would have enjoyed Tim Patrick in this offense. Even uh, uh, K.J. Hamler. 
He's a Russell Wilson type guy. He just doesn't get in the game. He just doesn't get any, you know, so they're trying to do a lot of different things, trying to make Russell Wilson fit in this system. It's not working. You're trying to Jerry Judy, Russell Wilson thing doesn't really work. Um, <laughs> the tight ends, you know, it's just, it's a mess right now. You got the running game and you have running backs that can catch passes. Russell Wilson loves to throw to running backs. So it's like, what is it? Is Russell Wilson a system quarterback? That's what I just keep asking myself. I'm hoping it gets better. Gosh, I, I, I don't know. Like it, it's terrible oh. right now. I just, it's, it's disappointing every game and they keep Melvin Gordon has fumbled three times already. Come on. Like get, let's, yep. let's, let's, let's make this guy a 30% workload guy. Let's get Javante Williams, 70%. I actually like the workload. So I'm not, I'm yep. not too scared about Javante Williams. Like I'd be more, I'd be more worried about Javante Williams and all these guys. If the Denver offense was thriving and you know what I mean? And then and these guys still weren't getting points. So mm-hmm. I'm hoping it turns around. Before we jump into some uh, underdog stuff, though, No House Advantage is changing the game by offering the most dynamic sports platform available today. Pick, play and pick them contest versus other people for the shot at winning $250,000 plus in cash. Download the app, choose a contest, select your player props, and earn points for correct picks and climb the leaderboard for your shot at, to win big money every day. You can also test your skills versus the house and twenty and earn 20 times your entry fee if you hit all your picks. Make sure to check out, out No House Advantage today and experience daily fantasy sports redefined because it's just not how you play, but also where you play. You won't want to miss out on this. Sign up now with promo code SGPN at NoHouseAdvantage.com or download the app to get a first deposit match up to $25. If you're like me and there's a foreign language that you regret not learning back in school, it's never too late to start with Babbel. Babbel is the language learning app that sold more than 10 million subscriptions. Thanks to Babbel's addictively fun and easy bite-sized language lessons, you can finally cross learning that new language off your list. With Babbel, you only need 10 minutes to complete a lesson so you can start having real-life conversations in a new language in as little as three weeks. Right now, you get up to 55% off your subscription when you go to babble.com slash SGP, that's babble.com slash SGP for up to 55% off your subscription. Babble language for life. Odds Trader is a place to compare odds from all major sportsbooks. You can also compare the different signup codes and promo co- and promotions from sportsbooks to get the best deal. This app also provides player statistics, key game stats, injury reports, and projected game day weather for betters to make the most informed bets possible. Key points and features include handicapping, play-by-play updates, live scores and bet tracking, and player statistics. Go to oddstrader.com slash bluewire, oddstrader, the number one site for all your game day bets. All right, then one of the the next times you see me, I'm going to have some glasses on. I'm headed up to the shop, sir. It's all All good. Hey, you're doing great with these ad reads, man. I can't do it. And I'm I'm, I'm sitting there with the phone up on the screen here, just really trying to make it out. I'm I'm squinting. This is on on live, man. I'll be like, so you should, that's what I was doing the first couple times, I assure you. (laughs) So, Jumping into these underdogs, you I know you don't you're not a big underdog guy, but hey, we're gonna take we're gonna take all your play. You know, I Let's wanted to bring me. you on because because <laughs> you're fantastic with your player analysis, and I can kind of frame it and we'll, we'll still bring it to an underdog way. But Appreciate so it. I just but Battle Royale mm-hmm. is a is a setup on underdog. I'll tell you and the listeners. Um okay. it's a six-man draft, it's okay. a six-person draft, and you're drafting six players, and you use the main slate, the 11 o'clock and two o'clock window game. So, you know, about 12 or 13 games okay. and you're, and you're just like, so it's kind of like an, the underdog version of DFS instead of, um, mm. instead of a cap with salaries, 
Gotcha. You're, you're just doing a little bit of draft with six other players. And then it goes into a larger pool where, you know, you know, it's kind of, you know, you're with, you know, you're playing with a hundred thousand other people or whatnot. Gotcha. So, you know, and you kind of, so you have your six person little draft there. So it's been interesting. It's, it's a completely new format. Underdog is gaining a lot in popularity. I like it already. <laughs> I like it already. Hey, you should. Underdog is fantastic. It, it, you should definitely yeah. download it. But it's it's just it's super cool. It's a it's it's a fun uh, it's a fun format. You know, it's it's easy. It's so easy just to pop in and do some drafts. Um, so just when when you're thinking, so just to get your perspective on this, mm -hmm. you know, with with a small. So we're, since we're trying to create kind of a unique setup and we're trying to you know hit on a big player pool, with those. With those small lineups, as opposed to, you know, when you have a smaller lineup, like a mm -hmm. six, you know, there's a quarterback, one running back, two wide receivers, a flex and a tight end. Okay. What are your main overarching strategies when you're when you're using that that small lineup versus a lineup with maybe three wide receivers, two running backs, a lot right. of flex box? Right. What, what are you doing there? So with this sample, I'm going to hit on a tight end first. Okay. Because small, I, I want to get the best tight end. Right. I'm going to get the best tight end. I want to get the best quarterback. Exactly. There's plenty running backs. <laughs> mm -hmm. There's plenty wide receivers. Right. So it's like with this, you know, two wide receivers, there's a million wide receivers. So if I was doing this, I'm drafting wide receivers last. <laughs> Give me the best tight end. I want Kelsey or Andrews. First of all, just to solidify like, OK, I'm getting all the points from, from the tight end position. Then I go quarterback. I want a Josh Allen. I want a Lamar. I want one of those kind of guys. Right. And then now it's like, okay, do I want Eckler? Because I'm an Eckler guy. Do I want uh, uh, Diggs? Do I want this guy? Do I want that guy? So, yeah, I want to, like, with this small lineup, I want to solidify those positions that are so tough to get. I want to – I'm the kind of person – I want to have the best tight end. I want to have the best quarterback. I want to have the best running back, and I want to have the best wide receiver. So if I can kind of hit it right to where, let's say, I like this week, let's say we're playing for this week. Well, let's just say last week. Let's not say this. Let's just say last week. And I get a Lamar Jackson and I get a uh, Mark Andrews. Get that stack. I know it really doesn't really matter too much in this format, but I get Andrews. I get I get Lamar. And then let's say Waddle had a big game. And I, I get Waddle at a good spot. And Waddle was like a top five. Then I've gotten like, let's say, one, one of those top running backs. And I, I, re I feel really good about my team, even though I, I haven't played this format. That's just kind of how I would approach it. I want to have the best at each position, at least one guy that I feel can come in with a top five uh, uh, position, you know, can finish in their position top five. And then I feel really good about in small pool, the big pool with the millions of other, you know, players that, I, that, that I'm going to be playing against. So that's kind of how I would approach it. I love that. You haven't even played it and you already <laughs> know what I was going to say. Perfect. I love it. So, so see, that's why I brought you on. See, that's your smart guy. You, you're drafted already because the first, we're the first couple of weeks we were, I was figuring it out. I was like, man, you know, it was a lot different. And now what do you see? Yeah. You see the, the first people in the draft are those elite quarterbacks. They're yep. getting taken. First yep. And I think, yeah, that's important because it's, a, it it's only six players and they make up so much of the scoring. Yep. So they make up such a high percentage of the scoring. Yeah. I'm grabbing one of those guys and and guess who's the next two right off the board. Mark. Mark well, it would be Travis Kelsey, but yeah. Mark Andrews is right off the board next. So that's yep. exactly how these drafts are going. That's exactly what you want to do. Um, I think, you know, a lot of people, you know, every draft's a little different. So if you're kind of hitting that mid, if you're in that mid first round at the end of the first mm -hmm. round, you probably can get a quarterback and then hit Andrews, at least on a couple exactly. of drafts. If you keep yep. doing them. So that's a great way to start. I think that's what I've learned is, yeah, mm -hmm. it, it, Travis Kelsey's not on the slate this week. So it literally is just Mark Andrews. Yep. So 
I'm I'm doing I'm doing multiple drafts and I'm trying to hit that. That's exactly I'm trying to hit yeah. one of those preferably Lamar Jackson with the stack. Mm-hmm. Yep. I, um and, and yeah, grab Mark Andrews because and then other than that, just yeah, I'm waiting a tight end because it's a six round draft. And then so you can only you can only draft one quarterback too. So and I think you can draft two tight ends, but nobody really does that. Right, so right. If you don't get Mark Andrews, you can literally wait till the end of the draft. Yeah, know, yeah. Sixth round, you know, with your exactly, <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, but try, definitely try to get Mark Andrews in. Yeah, it's just it's interesting. It's definitely a unique format. If you're like not that. first, you're last. You know exactly. <laughs> first in, first. Out. So. And you know some other things I've noticed is you know it's the the double stack which is popular in DFS isn't mm-hmm. quite as pop. You, you do you play you do play some uh, DraftKings at all or anything like that? Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, so you're more of a, a redraft player and everything. But yes, yeah, so, you know of course stacking mm-hmm. is popular at DFS. So you know okay. I I find it a little bit more pop a uh, little bit more advantageous just to do the single stack. I, you know, mm-hmm. but if Rashad if Rashad Bateman is there in that fifth sixth round, I have no problem doing that, especially right. since it's going to be such a high scoring game. Exactly. Lamar Jackson might be flinging it a ton, so <laughs> right. definitely doing some of that. Um, do you have some? I know you're you're not a big you're not a big DFS player, but you know just some. You have you have some. You think some quarterback receiver pairings this weekend that you think are just going to kill it, like just for mm-hmm. that. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> unfortunately, I was thinking it was going to be Tua and Jalen Waddle for this. You know, mm-hmm. that didn't work. Obviously, the best stack that I've seen so far has been Josh Allen to Diggs. That's just been that's been like money. It's like it's pure, right? Then if you want to make things a little spicy, you know, you got the Russell Wilson and Sutton. I think eventually you're going to start seeing a connection. So maybe that's one that you buy low. I don't know how like the whole cap works where you might get Russell for value. You might get um who's the other one? Sutton for another kind of value. And then if you want to really go out on a limb and say YOLO, <laughs> then you do the Wentz and, and Terry McLaurin. I think eventually that connection has to work. It hasn't worked since the thing, like the first week, since that one touchdown connection, it, it was like a deep bomb. That's there. When you're playing a Trayvon Diggs, we know that Trayvon Diggs loves to give up those big plays. And Terry has called Trayvon Diggs his son. He's done the little rock the baby thing. And, you know, Trayvon Diggs has owned Terry the last two matchups. So I think it's time for Terry to return that favor. So, if you know, if the value is there with Wentz, it's probably going to be cheap. And then, you know, but that's like going out on the limb. That's like if there's nobody else available. I don't know how like how that whole lineup works, but that's a stack that I see could possibly do something this week. Um some of the other underrated ones that I'm starting to like more is the Aaron Rodgers to Romeo Dobbs. I'm loving that a lot. Um, I'm not sure this week versus New England, but I'm loving that a lot. Uh, but yeah, there's several different stacks. And another underrated one that could be advantageous, I don't know, because of the format, might be Zach Wilson to Elijah Moore. Everybody's predicting that Zach Wilson is going to elevate – Elijah Moore. So I don't know. Maybe that's one of those buy lows and high value, high, you know, upside. I don't know. But those are just some that I'm looking at because I can kind of name like the like the Allen to Diggs type stuff over and over and over again. I just kind of wanted to give some unique uh, situations to where like, like, again, that Winston and Terry one could be big. It really could. Because when I look at this offense, even though I'm mad at these commanders, something has to happen. Something has to pop. And I want to go out on a limb and say 
this is the week that Terry gets love from Carson Wentz, and it could be a big one. So I'm just throwing it out there. I love that. I, I've, been, <laughs> I've, been, I've been putting I've been putting Terry in my DFS lineups last two weeks, plugging him in because I know it's going to happen. I know it's, it's going to happen. happen. He's it's too talented. I love that. And when it happens, you're going to be happy. I don't know if it's this week. I'm hoping it's this week because this is a big, big game versus Dallas. And it's like something has to give. Jahan Dotson, as good as he's been, this is a big stage. When you go to play in Dallas, it's a big stage. Mm-hmm. Terry remembers what he had to go through last year with uh, with uh, Taylor Heineke. So he now has a guy that can put it out there. There was a few times that Terry beat Trayvon Diggs, but <laughs> noodle arm, Heineke couldn't get it there. So that's what I'm, I'm, that's what I'm thinking this is the week. With Curtis doing what he does on the inside, I think this could be the week. I could be totally wrong. But if I'm right, your lineups are going to be happy and your pockets are going to be happy. So. I like that. Um, I'm big on Terry McLaurin as well. You know, it's it's a little it's a little shallow league, I think, for for Zach Wilson. You know, just because like in DFS, I like Zach Wilson and Elijah Moore. Like, that's a good pick. Um, you know, the underdog one's a little shallow. It's only gotcha. like 36 players. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. Yeah, it doesn't. Yeah, but you know, so that but I do like Elijah Moore, kind of maybe with that yeah. sixth round pick. I like that yeah. a lot. Um, yeah. I think yeah. you know, I think the chemistry could change. I think you know, with Zach Wilson and switch it, you know, from, from Joe Flacco to Zach Wilson, you don't know who. He's going to have his chemistry. Joe Flacco might have been throwing a lot to Garrett Wilson in practice because they were both on the second team. That's true. You know, it, it might end up being Zach Wilson has a little bit better chemistry with Elijah Moore, and it might help him that they're throwing downfield a little bit more. Exactly. We will, we will see about that. Um, I know you haven't jumped in a battle royale yet, but I was just going to – I was highlighting some of my favorite player values, uh-huh. and I'll, I'll just get your perspective on those. Okay. So I, for quarterback, I had pretty much your favorite guy outside the top three. It's Jalen Hurts, Josh Allen, and Lamar Jackson in the top three picks, and then it's a free fall at quarterback after that. So, yep. <laughs> do, you, do you have some, do you, do you have some favorite quarterbacks this weekend that you think are going to have some big, big statistical performances outside those three guys? I think that uh, Kyler Murray's primed for a big game. Um, whether Rondell Moore plays, if Rondell Moore plays, then that's an added boost, obviously. But I think that Kyler Murray is it's time. It's time to make us remember who you are. Like he's also one of those guys that can rush for a hundred yards easily. But I think that this year he's just been it's like when DeAndre Hopkins has not been there, Kyler Murray has not been Kyler Murray. And it's crazy that one man changes that entire offense. So maybe Kyler Murray could be a good play. Um, I believe they're playing. Is it Vegas? No, it's who? Let me pull it up really quick. They're playing the Carolina Panthers. Oh yeah. Well, there you have it. <laughs> there you have it. So yeah, he could be a good play. There was a few other quarterbacks that I had, um, but he's definitely a good play. Um, outside of those top three guys that that you normally mentioned, I always try to go for the quarterbacks that have the rushing upside. Always, especially in a format like this, you want to depend on people. Like, let me give you a perfect example. It might not be for this example, but it's kind of like if you had a choice between Jameis Winston and Mariota. We know that Jameis Winston airs the ball. He's going to get the, all the air yards, he's, you know. But Mariota might get that one or two carries <laughs> that gets him the same amount of points as Jameis, if not better, if he gets that rushing touchdown. Same thing with a guy like Ryan Tannenhill. So that's that little difference that there is between a quarterback that has value in running than a quarterback that's just just strictly going to pass. So I always give the upside to those quarterbacks that can run and they have the ability to run. So I look at those guys first. Then I look at every, everybody else. I, I like that a lot. I, I like the Kyler Murray pick. And, you know, like I said, you, if you have a favorite quarterback outside of the first three picks, 
I think, you know, you can kind of pick, take your pick here because you can only take, it's a six person draft and you can right. only take one quarterback. So those guys who took J- those Jalen hurts, uh, you know, Lamar Jackson, they can't take a quarterback the rest of the draft. So you're only dealing with three other people or two other right. people that are going to draft a quarterback. So, and which, which really also you need to hit, like, you know what I mean? You need to get gotcha. that big guy. So if <laughs> Lamar Jackson and Jalen hurts or Josh Allen are going to be the guys, you know, you might want to do multiple drafts so you can get a couple of those guys. So you yep. get some shares, but if we're going just a little bit deeper, um, you know, and if Trevor Lawrence, I, I think you know Trevor Lawrence isn't going to be drafted much in a mm-hmm. six in a six quarterback draft. And right. I, I think he does have the opportunity to just be. In, I think Philadelphia is just going to put up points. Mm-hmm. I know the Philadelphia defense is tough, but if Trevor Lawrence is just slinging that football around, I think you could see a, a shootout. Uh, you know, I can't say that I can't say that it's likely. You know, but, but I'll right. tell you this: on, in a DFS, when you're trying to take some chances and trying to get a little more unique, I think that's a great pick up there. Exactly. Um, and, and Justin Herbert, I know he's hurt, but man, this guy's so talented. And now this is this is about as low as he's ever going to go, you know. So yep, yep. And that's another also- one. He does have some rushing upside. That's one thing that mm-hmm. we don't really look at. He has some rushing upside. He will run if he has to, but he's just not going to say, "Hey, I'm going to run." You know, when he has to. Same thing with a guy like Patrick Mahomes. That's another one. That's another one that's outside the top three that has the. Right- I know you're a Chiefs fan. You know Mahomes very very well. <laughs> like, but. The upside is there. And what I love about Patrick Mahomes is that he can explode for a five-touchdown game at any given moment. With the weapons, without the weapons, it just takes that. He has that it factor. And you can see it from his very first game. He's special. He's a guy that I believe that can play in any single system. We're seeing him play with lesser talented weapons this year than previous years, and he's still producing at a high level. So that's another guy. He can't scramble. He can't move, but he chooses to use his arm. He's because he's very smart. So, yep. So I'm hope I'm hoping that I'm I'm hoping for yeah. I don't know what's going to happen with the rib car. I'm I thinking we're going to get the Chargers' offense right to ship. Though I'm not sure they're Super Bowl contenders like people thought, but mm-hmm. I think they I think they write the ship here. They're they're at least I have more faith in them than the Denver Broncos or the uh, or the Las Vegas Raiders at this point for the AFC West. But I also for the running back position I had. Cordero Patterson at th- at ADP 32.7 and Javante Williams at 34.7 as some of my favorite values. I just, I'm just, you know, C- Patterson, I just feel like he's never going to get that respect. You know, right. He's, he's just, it's, it's, you just can't, it, when you're looking at like Eckler or Patterson or when you're looking mm-hmm. at some of those guys, it's just like, I can't take Patterson right. over these guys. Right. So, so Patterson gets just always a little bit disrespected and I feel like he's just always going to produce. And Javante Williams, like I said, I just love the talent and mm-hmm. got it. This Denver offense can just somehow, you know, just get, be half of what they thought, 60% of what we thought they were going to be. I, right. I feel like he's going to break out. So what are your feelings on those two guys? No, I, I like Cordero Patterson. The funny thing is I drafted him like late in several leagues and he was just there and I was trying to trade him before the season started to kind of see what was out there. I was getting third round picks back in a lesser player. I'm like, nah, now he's worth a second round pick in 23. And to a desperate team, you might get lucky and get a first. So a contending team that all they need is a running back. You'll get a 23 first for Cordero. I like Cordero. We keep doubting him, and he continues to produce. The guy's top five in rushing. You know, the receiving upside is there, but they don't pass him the ball, which is so weird. So he's doing this as an actual, real running back, and he's excelling at a high level. So, yeah, I love the Cordero Patterson. Uh, I love him a lot, a lot. And who was the other running back you mentioned? Javante Williams. Yeah, I love Javante Williams. The first game was a tease. He was targeted like 13 or 14 times. He caught like – 12 or 13 times. I was like, oh man, Christian McCaffrey. Like, right, right, right. I was like, I told y'all. See, that's why I told y'all to get Javante. And then 
kind of fizzles out. I'm like, come on, man. So that Javante Williams breakout is coming. He's going to be, when it's all said and done, he's going to be an RB12 or above. He's going to be, a you know, a legit, legit RB1 this year. It's just something just has to click for that offense like we talked about earlier. But I love both guys. I love their values, especially in your format. I think those are two guys that are so underrated. And um, I think both guys could be in for a big week. You know, you got Cordero playing Cleveland and then um, Javante's playing Vegas. So, yeah, they could be in for a big week. They could be in for a big week. Um, yeah, the uh, the man, Vegas really thinks the uh, Cleveland Brown Atlanta is going to be a shootout. I, you know, you wouldn't think it, but that's what <laughs> Vegas thinks. And they're a lot, they're, they're they've proven to be pretty smart over the years. They, they don't, they don't lose much. So, right, right. <laughs> so, I think that could absolutely be accurate. Um, I also highlighted for my wide receivers here. Um, Alan Lazard, he, he's catching touchdowns and that's about it. But I mean, there's just nobody there. I kind of, I kind of like Alan Lazard at 35.9 and I highlighted your guy, Terry McLaurin at 35.8, because I think we, we, we know your opinion on Terry McLaurin. We think yep. he's going to break. We think he's a do for a breakout. I he's think due. it's going to be any week now because he's the best wide receiver. I, I know that Jahan Dotson and Curtis Samuel are having success, but he's the best wide receiver on Washington and he's coming, you know, I'm just waiting for that breakout. So I'm willing to bet on it while he's, uh, he's a little bit lower in value right now mm-hmm. but what are your feelings on alan lazard am i crazy is alan lazard just not very good and i and i'm just i'm just holding out hope that this this less talented guy and is it romeo dubs going to be the guy yeah or, yeah or, romeo or, dubs <laughs> it's all right, romeo all right, that's fair. it's romeo like see what lazard man we know who lazard is lazard is a number two or number three okay. on a particular team like every time when you know adams is an out or whatever and you want lazard to just like be the guy like Take command of the offense. This is your team. This is your you. You are the leader of the wide receiver group. He just he's he's okay. You know what I'm saying? He doesn't flash. But what I saw in a small, super small sample size in Romeo Dobbs last week was that he can be used in a variety of ways. He can come out the backfield. He can catch a wheel route. He can like the slant is there. Uh, he can go. I mean, it's like I'm not saying that Romeo Dobbs is Devontae Adams. What I am saying is that Romeo Dobbs is Devontae Adams for Aaron Rodgers. That's what I'm saying. Like, he can be used in so many different ways, and he trusts them. Lazard is like – he's almost like a one-trick pony. This is how I look at Lazard. Remember when uh, when um, MVS was there in Green Bay, and everybody just wanted MVS to just be this or be that, and he just goes deep, and he might catch it, he might drop it, right? With Lazard, he does have talent. I'm not saying that he's not – he's very talented, but it's like – what he does is limited to what Romeo Dobbs can do. That's what I'm saying. So I would go Dobbs over Lazard, but, you know, that's just what I'm seeing from just that small sample size. So, yeah, I'll say, yeah, you're crazy. Sorry. <laughs> that's okay. That's okay. That, that, that's why I think he's a good pick It's because everyone thinks like you're thinking. Right. Um, I think Lazard, like he's been in this league five years. I, I, he has experience. He has chemistry with Aaron Rodgers. You know, and I would, and uh, he's been coming back from injury. We're going to see Christian Watson come back. That's why I'm a little bit hesitant on, on Dubs. I'd just like to see, you know, we'll see how this shakes out when everybody's fully healthy. Yep. Um, so I'm just because of his low standing right now and the fact that there's, you know, Dubs has had success, but there's just no dominant receiver in Green Bay. I do think Lazard is still a good, and may, may, I'm, maybe I'm just having a hard time because I was, hey. I was drafting a ton of Lazard or, you know, in the summertime <laughs> too. So I'm just like, maybe I'm just holding hey. too much hope. And Lazard is not bad. I just know that he's capped at what I think he can do. He's, he's not bad. He's safe. 
he's safe. You know, if you if you have two uh, two flex or three flex league, he's safe. Stick him in one of them spots, and he's gonna do something for you. But when you talk about uh, who's that other rookie, the rookie, uh, just Christian Watson, <sighs> my brother, he's a project. Okay, this guy, <laughs> this guy is such a project that it's crazy. I think like in the first game, Aaron Rodgers threw this guy what would what would have been a long touchdown, and he just drops it. <sighs> The hype would have been unreal, though. Imagine if you would have caught that. It would it would have been exploded. It would have been it would have been amazing. So when I see that, all I can see is it just reminded me of MVS that one year when Rogers had all these younger guys, Equiminius Brown, and all these you know all these young guys that couldn't catch, inexperienced, and that's just what it just reminded me of. Watson is going to get better. He definitely has all the tools, all the talent, but for right now. He is a long. He has a long way to go. <laughs> he has a long way to go to, you know, to start being a factor. Maybe they should use him kind of like how they use Cordero Patterson. I'm just saying, you know, run him out the backfield, line him up, throw a little screen pass to him, and just kind of build his confidence. But yeah, Lazard, right. I, I don't know. <laughs> All right, a little cold water. I mean, that's okay. All right, I'll, I'll get refreshed there <laughs> before before we finish up with just a quick best. <laughs> I love it. Before we finish up with just a little bit of best ball resurrection stuff. I'm just going to do my final little promotion real quick. All right. Did you know that the best day of the week is actually Monday and Thursday and Sunday because it's NFL season, our favorite time of year. And whether you're your fantasy leagues betting on your, on your team or just bet, taking highlights around the water cooler at work, the NFL season just got a lot better thanks to the Elias Game Plan app, the ultimate sports betting and fantasy companion for the NFL and NBA and MLB. Elias Game Plan is the only sports app from the most trusted name in sports stats, the Elias Sports Bureau, official statisticians of U.S. sports leagues. The app gives you everything you need to see this season to get a competitive edge. League, league validating team and player news and state and, and stats, head-to-head team comparisons ahead of their matchups, along with Elias key insights and, and Elias statisticians. And Elias Game Plan app is releasing new features at the time, like their uh, chat function, which allows you to talk directly with their researchers. So you get information you need to feel comfortable when making decisions and betting on your fantasy team. Uh, Elias is the most res- uh, research, uh, respected research team in the industry. Quality information is key. So I'm glad that they created this app for accurate data and important context. Elevate your NFL season today and download the Elias game plan app. That's E-L-I-A-S. And right now I have a special offer when you subscribe. Get 15% off your annual subscription, but only if you use the promo code SGPN15. Find Elias Game Plan Sports Betting in the App Store or Play Store today and use promo code SGPN15. If you watch Fubo TV, you if you watch football, you need Fubo TV. Fubo TV gives you competitive coverage of college and, and pro football with NFL Red Zone Plus games in 4K at no extra charge. Over 100 channels of live sports and entertainment for a fraction of the price of cable. Watch on all your devices and never miss a game on your episode or your favorite shows with the Elias or with the included cloud-based DVR. Plus, there's no context, no no commitment, no commitment, and you can cancel at any time. Right now, you can try Fubo TV for seven days and get 50% off your free month. Just go to fubotv.com/sgp. That's fubotv.com/sgp. Okay, and my eyes are officially expired. They're 60. I feel like I'm 60 years old. Whew. All right. <laughs> Oh, I think oh, there we go. All right. Can you hear me now? All right. I can't hear you though. Oh, sorry. Maybe I might have lost you for a second, but I will. Uh, uh, I was muted. My bad. Oh, there we go. All good. My bad. Uh, man, I'll tell you. Oh my God. 
I, I have the eyes of a 60 year old. Okay. I was really stretching myself there. I couldn't, I could, it was, everything was blurry. I, so I, I'm going to, I'm going to have to get this pulled up on the computer next time. I don't know why it wasn't working okay. today, but thanks for no bearing problem. with me, everybody. <laughs> um, all right. Just, just in these last few minutes here, I'll just explain this little quick format to you. Best right. ball res- resurrection is a, you know, it's a best ball, you know, on underdog, you know, it's one quarterback, two running back, two wide receiver, a flex and a tight end. It's a, uh, you know, it's kind of styled like all their big tournaments before the mm. year, but it's fun because they started up in week six. It kind of gives you a chance to, to redo mm. it all. So it's just week six to week 17. Nice. So, you know, I've just been jumping and doing some drafts uh, yesterday and uh, I was just getting a feel for it. it. It changes every week now because the NFL season changes so much. So it's right, fun. Right. I like to do I do like to do a couple drafts every week. <laughs> uh, so yesterday, you know, since it's a shallower format, half PPR, I was at the end of the first round. I was about the 111. I took Lamar Jackson at the 111, nice. and I took Travis Kelsey at the 2-2. Mark Love Andrews it. was already Mark Andrews was taken before Lamar Jackson was early. Um, nice. So I, that's that's how I went. I just I love it. I, yeah, I think it's time. I think it's time we treat uh, Lamar Jackson, Josh Allen, and, and Jalen Hurts as, as special. I think yep. I think it's time have to, to move them way up. I think I think they provide you such an advantage. It's it's yep. worth drafting super early, and that's what I'm. Gonna, I think that's what I'm going to be doing next year. While everyone yep. else is drafting some of those risky running backs, exactly. In the first couple <laughs> rounds, I'm going to yep. be taking one of these rushing quarterbacks who who's like the quarterback. Lamar Jackson's like the quarterback five in pure passing, and the quarterback Man. running back eleven in pure rushing. Give me two, right. two starters and one. Exactly. It's it's it's, it's a no break. Like when I went back and I I, I was looking because I was doing the, I was doing like a show yesterday, and it was kind of giving me. Like the guys that lead in rushing, the guys that lead in passing. Lamar Jackson, 265 yards. I started feeling good about my prediction. Like I told you, I'm like, this guy is a cheat code. When he, the only quarterback in the league that can break a 70, 80 yard touchdown, like it's nothing. You know, Jalen Hurts is great. I haven't seen him break an 80 yard touchdown. You know, Josh Allen is great, but I don't see him breaking those long ones either. So Lamar is just, he's special. It reminds me of a souped-up Michael Vick. Remember when Michael Vick was at a, the top of his game and he can just make people miss and just run through people? Lamar Jackson is that special in terms of actually running the ball. Like he is a cheat code. He's like when playing matter, you just flip the stick. Like that's, you know, the markings do so much. He's, he's, he's truly special. And as long as he stays healthy, man, you got something there. And, and, it's, and it's so – it's criminal – that we're getting this guy at the end of the first round, regardless of the format. It's it's bananas, man. I love it. Yeah, you know, like I said, he's. I'd have to look at. I, I mean, he's producing. Uh, he's out producing some some running backs that were drafted really early. As just if you take away his passing and just yep. pure running, just pure <laughs> rushing. So, yeah, um, yeah. so he's. I really like. I think we need to start um, next year. I'm. I think I'm going to start drafting these guys a little bit earlier in drafts. You know, I'm probably yep. fine taking them in the second, third round, just some standard yep. redraft leagues. Exactly. So I'm moving them up. I think we we are seeing, you know, the quarterback evolve. You know, like I said, the, a lot of these, um, a lot of that strategy from fading quarterback came from when it was a lot of pro style quarterbacks who weren't differentiating themselves that mm-hmm. much. So with the rushing upside of a lot of these new new passers. I think it's gonna. And, I think it's time we change our strategies. And let me ask you this: In I play in a one quarterback league redraft, five bench, um, you know, standard. Uh, and it's PPR, but quarterbacks get four points for a touchdown. Mm-hmm. Does that change your strategy to go ahead and get one of these Russian quarterbacks even earlier? You know, it definitely. It, I 
it doesn't make me draft that that's kind of my default. So I, I, that's where I draft. Um, that's where I consider drafting them anyway, but you know, where the four six point uh, difference is where I really change the value of the other quarterbacks with outside of the rushing ones. So yeah. like, you know, if it's six point uh, touchdowns, I'll, I'll move up like Patrick Mahomes and Justin right. Herbert a little right. bit, because right. you know, right. they're going to throw oh. a lot more touchdown passes. Exactly. I still would, I still I mean, I still would have Jalen Hurts and Lamar Jackson, these guys ahead of them. But right. I'm moving them up a little bit. But that's gotcha. kind of my standard format. And that's kind of what I'm considering when I'm saying gotcha. I'm drafting them. Um, so, but if it is six point touchdown, I'm not moving Lamar Jackson or anything right. down, but right. I'm, but I am moving Patrick Mahomes maybe a little bit up. Gotcha. Um, but yeah, so it's just, it's, it's fun. It's super, uh, once again, underdogs, very unique in what they do. So, you know, it's, it's a fun little draft. And I'm, like I said, I don't, where, where, where are you from, Manny? Uh, Nashville. Nashville. I, I don't I don't know but I don't I think I feel like Tennessee has some underdogs so definitely maybe check it out it's super fun so just like we'll just do some real fast stuff here um just maybe I'll find some of my favorite picks that are maybe a little bit uh, Josh Jacobs RB30 being ADP how do you feel about that I think that's insane that's good low. value that's, that's I think great that's good value. value yeah it's great value yeah, um, yeah I, it's, just, it's just crazy. I feel like Josh Jacobs is getting opportunity. No one else is getting any workload, and the Raiders are 0 3. If it's just yep. the Raiders and they just are not very good, maybe, you know, maybe this hey, is the case, that. but I think better days are ahead for the Raiders. I got some breaking news. Sorry, I got to share it. Oh, let's um, do it. Amara St. Brown is out. So that kind of changes things for all of us. TJ Hawkinson. Oh, yeah. So, <laughs> absolutely. Um, so I had. Uh, TJ Hawkinson is one of my, cause we were kind of running a long time. I skipped my tight end values on the battle Royale, but I had TJ Hawkinson highlighted because I thought Amon Ross St. Brown could miss this weekend. Yep. So DJ shark, um, TJ Hawkinson and mm -hmm. uh, Josh Reynolds, uh, yep. some potential uh, big yep. time plays this weekend. If you're trying to get real unique, Josh Reynolds, mm -hmm. I think could be, it could be a big option yep. here. Absolutely. And DJ shark, they said he's dealing with injuries. I, I've heard. Yeah. So I don't know if he doesn't play. Hawkinson to the moon, but because uh, <laughs> there's no yeah. Swift, you know, so. And man, yeah, yeah and it'll be somebody, yeah. Uh, Hawkinson <laughs> somebody got to And <laughs> Hawkinson's going to need at least some, at some production. So this is the only right. time it could happen is when everyone's out. Um, right. This is, I'm done with tight end. I'm done. I, I, <laughs> I, I don't even want, like, like when there's a first, when there's a first round tight, I don't even want, like, it, like I used to, like in two points per catch leagues, I used to be like, oh, I'm giving these tight ends. It's, yeah. it's a disaster. Like I was like, like a couple of years ago, I, I'm in this $300 buy-in league, and we, we it's a dynasty league. And I drafted T.J. Hawkinson and Noah Fant, and yeah. you know, I was just like, "Whoo, you can go like, to the moon!" I'm like, oh, "These guys are going to be 100 yards." It's just horrible. It's like even in two points per catch, it's horrible. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm done. Yeah. I'm done. I'm, I did a bully. I did a bully tight end uh, approach. Uh, it was a 10 man, so I, I grabbed all the quarterbacks. I grabbed all the tight ends. I. I <laughs> I ended up with Kelsey, Mark Andrews, George Kittle, uh, Frymouth, Dalton Schultz, and Herb Smith. Okay. And took Taysom Hill and then traded Taysom Hill for uh, uh, Penny, Elijah Penny. So, yeah, that approach has won me some games because of Mark Andrews and Kelsey. But Kittle, where are you? Schultz, where are you? And the thing is, those guys are my starters because I, I faded wide receiver for the most part yeah. and I faded – Running back outside of Eckler was still able to get J.K. Dobbins in the ninth round, so there was some value there. So it's kind of like, but he's not healthy. But luckily, I'm like, I think I'm two and one, and I'm like second in points in the entire league. So it's there not it's are. not bad, and I think I'm gonna win it all once my guys come back and they're healthy and everything. Like but yeah, bully tight end. 
it hasn't just, worked before. <laughs> I used to, in my dynasty league, I always had the strategy take the best player available. And I, yep. I, for years, I would end up sometimes, you know, I'd have a couple drafts that ended with like four or five tight ends. I'm not doing yep. that anymore. I'm done. Yeah. I'm done doing that. <laughs> I, 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 it, it doesn't work out well. So I'm, that's another shift I'm making. So it's just a desolate mm-hmm. always landscape. Pitts and Andrews next year will be my, my targets. And that's yep. it. Pitt, yep. I'll make an exception for Pitts. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's yeah. But, Manny, I, I know you're working today, so I don't want to keep you for too long. So before we go, though, just you want to hit us with some stuff you're working on, you know, where Absolutely. we can find your stuff. Just tell us what about you. So a little bit about me. I'm the host of the back row commander show. I have not recorded the last three weeks because my commanders have been trash. So for those that want Reds, I'm going to say Redskins, those that want commanders insight can always come to that pod and find out who's doing what. I also am the host of talking sports with Manny podcast and the Talking Sports with Manny YouTube channel. That's the YouTube channel where you get everything. You get the NBA, you get the Lakers, the Wizards, uh, you get Commanders, you get fantasy football, you get everything. It's like a buffet table. Grab what you want to eat, take that, and trash the rest. So that's where I'm at. You guys can also find me on Twitter at, at Manny Chakuba. That's M-A-N-N-Y-C-H-O-K-U-B-A or T-S with Manny. Absolutely. And I have um, I have your Twitter handle up on the uh, the posts and everything, too. So Appreciate definitely it, give him a follow. Check out his podcast. Um, but yeah, and I'll be uh, doing a underdog best ball podcast, you know, every Friday. And then I'd also do some uh, writing for the fantasy coaches podcast and five yard rush over in England. Our, sorry, our brothers from across the pond. So thanks for joining us, everybody. And have a great rest of your uh, weekend. OK, enjoy football. All right. Thanks a lot. Thank you, man.